This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. I'm Ken Absock, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. and We're rolling on into the off-season, and this week uh, I want to finally talk about the episodes of Season 7 and how we rank them. I know a lot of YouTube video uh, videos come out with this type of stuff and the top ten moments of the seasons, and I think we should do that here on Daily Thrones. That makes absolute sense to me, that, that we, should, we should do that. Yeah? Okay, yeah. So in order to do that, I'm definitely going to need your guys' help on that. So you can start calling in, and I'll put some calls up. I have some calls in the queue, too. Again, if you're a relatively new listener to Daily Thrones, if you call in, uh, sometimes if it fits under my programming that day, goes up right away, you might be in the hopper for a little bit. I love hearing from new voices, and we have, uh, and I love hearing from the old familiar voices. We have a group of regulars who really help contribute to what we got going on here at Daily Thrones. So our homework assignment for this week, I want you guys to rank your seven episodes, what you guys think they are, your top ten moments, your most important moments. There's a lot of things to get to with season seven, looking back at it. That's right. You start, you, you watch it, you build up, you predict, then you watch it, then you get into it, and then you process, and then you put it in its historical context, and things change. I always say season two was one of my least favorites, I thought, while I was watching it. Though I'm a Stannis fan, though I like the Battle of Blackwater, it's actually one of my favorite episodes still. I thought, oh, that episode wasn't as good as... That season wasn't as good as episode in uh, season one. All the episodes in season one. And then uh, upon further review, upon putting it in the back burner, in historical context, season two actually might be contender for my favorite season. So that's what we need to do with season seven. We need to let it just date and then put it in its proper place. And we're going to start doing that this week. Also, uh, your thoughts, theories, and speculations about... Season 8, all that's going to be important. Daily Thrones will have a lot to cover as we wait and slowly build towards uh, Season 8. And also, uh, if the book comes out, Winds of Winter comes out, I think Daily Thrones should definitely cover that. I'm definitely going to be reading the book, so if you guys are, I know a lot of you might not be book readers, might be show only, let me know what you feel about that. I want to see what you guys want to hear. We've got some great calls in today, including a, another call to uh, try to see why they should watch Game of Thrones, and we get those every now and then, and I love it because of someone who's, who, who's trying to figure it out. There's people who still don't watch the show, and that's okay if you don't, but if you want to know why, Daily Thrones, we're going to answer that. we got a lot of stuff to get to here on Daily Thrones. I want to give a big uh, Labor Day shout-out to our favorite and unsung hero of Game of Thrones, Hot Pie. This is a guy that uh, has a simple way station between King's Landing and the north up to Winterfeld, who doesn't want the Iron Throne, doesn't want power, doesn't want prestige. He just wants to make sure that the uh, butter is browned before he makes the best bread in Westeros. Uh, there's a lot of unsung heroes in Game of Thrones, and I believe that Hot Pie represents all those people that just want to be safe, secure, provide a uh, uh, living for their families, and are not concerned with the higher callings of power, 
the throne, sorcerers, sorcery, and dragons. Thanks, Hot Pie, for everything you do and the best bread in Restoros. I agree with Kevin. It's time to pay an homage and ode to Hot Pie and the worker bees of Westeros and Essos. Game of Thrones is uh, seemingly about the kings and queens, the princes and princesses that were promised, the lords and ladies, the highborn, the knights. But really, what are all those people trying to get? The favor of the small folk. And the small folk don't even want to give them their favor. As Sir Joris said in the great episode, Cripples, Bastards, and Broken Things, which is very much very much what George R. R. Martin is writing, the, I think, the story about. He says the common people pray for rain, health, and a summer that never ends. They don't care what games the High Lords play. And Hot Pie is one of those men and women. He just wants to butter his bread. He just wants to bake a good loaf. And he is passionate about it. That is his glory. That is what he is about. And there's so many out there. There's the blacksmiths. There's the septa. The septa Mordain was so important, so key. Treated so poorly by that high-born lady Sansa. I bet Sansa regrets that now. Winterfell was just as much the common folk as it was the Starks. What about Roz? She was a working girl and worked her way up and paid the price for it, but you had to give her some respect for what she pulled up. Maybe that's why we like Baelish. He seems like a common man. He seems like the little folk. He seems like a bird who climbed up the ladder of chaos. And he too may have paid the price, but he is one of those guys that did not care about the games the High Lords play. He just decided to make the games his own. Hot Pie, though, was just a man who wanted to cook a good meal. I love those scenes with him and Brienne and Pod, them getting annoyed. And I love the reunion with Arya Stark. It was almost sad to see Arya's reaction to him until, of course, he delivers the news that Jon Snow was back in Winterfell. Then Arya sprung to life. Then Arya was appreciative of him. And that's what it is. Lowborn Hot Pie had more information than that high-born Batman of Westeros, Arya. Is why on Labor Day here in the United States of America, it's important to pay homage to the hot pies of Westeros. Here's to you and your stew. Hey, Ken. So to answer some of these uh, questions, you know, um, as far as like what episode I got, episode I watched on Labor Day, I got to tell you, my go-to episode for like any occasion, honestly, is Blackwater. That is without question the episode I have watched the most because it is my favorite episode of the show. I can watch it a thousand times and I will love it each and every time. Now as for, you know, Jamie saying, I don't believe you now, on first watch I did think, you know, he was saying it strictly because, like, I don't believe you'll have the mouth and kill me. But when you really do think about it, I do think there was a deeper meaning to you know, I don't believe you. I think it it was about the mountain, but I do believe it was about other things that you have mentioned. Absolutely, like I can't believe you, any of this. So, one hundred percent, I believe there was a deeper meaning to "I don't believe you." Hey, what's up, Daily Thrones? How's it going? Chris Dell here, co-host of Family Feud Sports on the Go Baller FFS station. Just wanted to say, uh, personally, my father, uh, my, co- my fellow co-host um, on Family Feud Sports and my father, Alan Dell, is a huge Game of Thrones fan. And so is pretty much all my, are pretty much all my friends and family, to be honest. And I've never seen a single episode. So I'm calling into this station tell, asking you to tell me 
what is the main reason of why I should get into Game of Thrones and catch up for the next season. I know we got a nice little window. There might be some time to watch a few episodes in there, but so far no one's been able to convince me that it's more than just like dragons and like, I don't know, hot chicks and British accents and whatever, what have you. So, sorry, don't mean to offend anybody, but I kind of want to watch it. Give me a reason to. Let me know. Why should I watch Game of Thrones? Peace out, man. All right, so time to time, we do get this here on Daily Thrones, a call in from a non-fan, very nicely asking, hey, why should I watch Game of Thrones? Well, maybe sometimes they feel on the outside, looking in, they just want to watch. In this case, we got Chris Dell from Go Baller Family Feud Sports, good channel here on Anchor. He and his uh, father co-host that, he says his father, uh, Alan, big fan of Game of Thrones. Chris wants to, he wants in, he wants in, he understands he wants in. But so far, he doesn't feel convinced that the show is, as he says, you know, just hot chicks, dragons, British accents. And, you know, it is that. It's a lot of what Game of Thrones is, let's be honest. If you like sex position, this is the show for you. Now, how can I convince a non-fan to be a fan? That's tough. You either love what you love. Um, I'm a sports fan. Chris, it seems like you're a sports fan. I've heard this before. This isn't from me, but I think of Game of Thrones, almost any other big fandom property, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings... Game of Thrones is really about finding your team and finding your players and rooting for it. And it seems like I'm being simple here and boiling down sports into into what this is. But I kind of think it's the same muscle. I always say, again, I'm a big nerd, but I'm also a big sports guy. So my favorite baseball player of all time, Don Mattingly. Uh, My other favorite player, Derek Jeter. My favorite football player, Dan Marino. These guys, to me, are no different on the hero icon list than a Ned Stark or Jon Snow or Sir Jorah Mormont or Mance Raider. Some of these uh, Cersei Lannister, Daenerys Targaryen, some of these big Game of Thrones people that I like. It's the same muscle. That's why I'm always amazed that the going back to high school, junior high, the jocks versus the nerds, the jocks versus the geeks. It's it's kind of silly because it's the same muscle. Derek Jeter is this larger-than-life personality in a in a uniform, an outfit, a costume, a getup. I'll never be him. Jon Snow is this larger-than-life fictional character. Derek Jeter is a real person, but Jon Snow is a fictional character wearing an outfit. He, he has some, uh, a team he plays for. It's the same muscle. And Chris, I think if you find it that way, you're going to start the series and you're going to have a team to root for. It might be the Starks. It might be the Lannisters. It might be the new up-and-coming Targaryen, an old dynasty reborn. It's a new generation of players over there in the new Targaryen team, and you're going to get behind your team. And then the dialogue, the, the political maneuverings, and all the details of the show will start to take over. And yes, fantasy does come into it. And I, this is not the first time I've had a discussion with someone uh, that fantasy is not something they're interested in. But they still like Game of Thrones. That's because fantasy, magic... It's not really in the world of Westeros and Essos at the beginning of the show. It slowly builds. And you might be on the outside looking in now, Chris, looking at dragons, looking at magic, looking at wizards and thinking, well, I'm not a big fan of that. Well, I think it's okay because the series starts out in a way where that stuff is not present. It's slowly returning. So as the show starts to build up, you start to build up a, a like for uh, an interest in it, a like a likeness, so to speak, in it, a a, uh, 
uh, tolerance of it. And I know even people now who are big fans of the books and the show who are still not a big giant fan of the magic. And the show, the politics, the conversations, the one-on-ones are there. But if you boil it down, it is just like rooting for a team more than any other prop. Star Wars, you got Jedi and Sith, Empire and Rebellion. Um, that's a, I'm breaking it down. It's very simple, but one or two sides. In the Game of Thrones, uh, there are so many houses, so many characters. And sometimes your favorite player changes teams. And then you have to root for a new team because you love that player. It sounds simple, but I really think it is the same approach. And if you sit down with it, Chris, and then report it on your channel like a sports, uh, like a sports reporter, like a sports pundit, you might find you and your father could have the same type of discussions about Game of Thrones that you might be having about sports. Give it a try. I'd be curious to hear the results. And I love that you called in, Chris. I love that you came in here and had this conversation or were willing to open up this conversation about Game of Thrones. Guys, what do you think? Tell Chris the reason he should join his father in watching Game of Thrones. That's Daily Thrones for this day. We'll see you tomorrow.